Hey everyone, this is Reverend Allison Gossett at Brentwood United Methodist Church, and I am so excited to be joined today by our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Davis Chapel, <laughs> uh, for a mini-series on the meaning of Easter during this current time in the world. Each episode will explore a new question on how the gospel is relevant to us during this time. For more episodes like this, look up Brentwood United Methodist Church on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app. So with that, we'll get started with our question. For you, Davis, um, how does the Easter story take on a new or a particular meaning in our given context today? Mm. Well, first of all, it's good to be with you, Allison, and it's good to be with everybody. Um, that's a, that's a great question because it's interesting how in any study that we do in scripture and in our spiritual formation, our context matters mm. and it becomes to some degree a lens through which we interpret uh, scripture. And it's, it's really interesting to me how this crisis that we're going through, this global crisis, really does shape your reading of the Easter text. It's also really fascinating to me that we seem to be hitting uh, the top level of our suffering, at least in the U.S., during Holy Week. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I find a real connection with that and and in some ways feel a real sense of um, connection with God in that. And I, I recognize that God is not necessarily making that happen during Holy Week. But the the reference that we have in in this pandemic of being you know, in Holy Week and with uh, Easter coming uh, really does strike me as uh, uh, connecting us with God in a pretty important way. Um, so the, the Easter story in, in this context, it, it comes alive a little bit more to me uh, mm -hmm. because I, I think the whole, the Easter story, Easter sunrise, the empty tomb takes place in the midst of a, a deep crisis. Um, where Jesus and his disciple friends, I mean, it's like the whole movement just disintegrates all of a sudden because of uh, Jesus is in trouble with the authorities, Roman and Jewish authorities. He's in trouble with the religious authorities. The Sanhedrin is opposed to him. He's cleansed the temple, which I mean, for a bivocational rabbi who is not a member of the Sanhedrin, from Galilee of all places to come in acting like, you know, he's in charge. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of the end. And that happened during Holy Week. I think Luke says it was on Monday, but it was after the triumphal entry. And so you see what you see is this sort of um, this crisis that's happening where this movement that had such promise early on uh, begins to disintegrate as it seems like the whole world is opposed to Jesus. And then I think probably the most painful thing is that uh, the majority, almost all of his friends, abandon him uh, when, when it comes crunch time at the cross for good reason. I mean, they're, they're fearful of their own lives, right? And so uh, then this story that happens on the third day on Sunday morning with, um, with a, a small group of women who come to the tomb thinking they're going to kind of make the arrangements or perform the last act of love that they can for, for their teacher that they've pretty much given their life to. Um, they see this, uh, this grave where the, the Roman guard has sealed the tomb uh, so that nobody can get to it. And when they, 
get out there in the early morning, it's still dark probably, they see this gaping hole where the rock was and they're terrified. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't, I'm, I'm still terrified of graveyards at night. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we do uh, graveside services in the daytime. I've never known anybody to do it at night. It's kind of, kind of strange, but so they, they make this huge turn when they discover that the tomb is empty from, from being terrified and afraid. They've kind of lost hope in everything. Uh, and and suddenly there's this hope within them and they begin to remember what Jesus said and then they encounter the risen Christ and it turns it turns everything around. So what starts out in a context of deep crisis, of deep loss, of deep sorrow, that sort of just disenfranchises your view of how the world is supposed to be. God shows up in the midst of death. Uh, in in the midst of this um, hopeless situation and just turns the whole thing around. And, you know, we talk a lot about this um, over the years. We've talked a lot about resurrection that um, people have asked me, what, you know, for you, what is, what is the proof that this story is true? Uh, Where do you find the sort of evidence that this really happened? And, and I always say the evidence of the resurrection the truth of it, I find in the turnaround in the disciples who one day are afraid to even admit that they know Jesus mm-hmm. to a few weeks later, they're taking their life in their own hands by proclaiming him as Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't do that unless you've had a dramatic encounter or an experience. Uh, you're not going to do that. And so every one of those disciples, with, with maybe one exception, John, uh, every one of them were, became martyrs because of their faith. And so to me, the real evidence, I think that's true today, the evidence of the reality of Christ alive uh, in us is, is, the, is our witness. It's our outreach. It's our fruit. Uh, it's, it's in the way that we live and serve and love and and conduct our lives that's the evidence that that someone is alive and well in your heart and so i th- i think that really plays well into our context too because i think we're in a moment where uh we're just sort of disenfranchised we're, there's no normal to this mm-hmm. and we're sort of uh, i think people feel a bit barricaded you know uh in their homes i i had a friend of mine that texted me the other day uh, he's an older person, and he said, "I feel like I'm 16 again." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, gas is cheap, and I'm grounded." Uh, <laughs> that's really the context of of what happened on Good Friday. These guys were grounded; they were they barricaded themselves in fear. Uh, they isolated. They talk about social distance. They distanced themselves from everybody because they were scared to death that what happened to their teacher was going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. But something happened between the barricade of fear and standing out in the streets of Jerusalem proclaiming this oh. man <laughs> that had been crucified as living, that they had seen him and heard him and touched him. Um, and so you know, this, is, this is also, I think, this is just what God does mm-hmm. in hard times. This is what God does in suffering. We've talked about this before. I'm not... I'm not suggesting that he causes all of this suffering. I'm just suggesting that he uses suffering 
and that that for you know in spite of the cross that we may face in whatever form that takes uh, there is a resurrection that's coming there is hope god is in the midst of that um and so i can't imagine uh, a more hopeful story in a pandemic than turning to the resurrection of jesus and of course i always think of what paul said if if for this life only uh we have hoped uh we're to be pitied um this the resurrection of jesus is the reason that the church exists mm -hmm. it's the reason we worship on sunday because that's the eighth day that's the lord's day that's the day when when life changed and when we don't have to we don't have to fall uh into despair mm -hmm. uh, we'll all you know there are always things that that cause us to be fearful and afraid uh i'd be worried about you if you weren't fearful about certain things uh, but the point is that that's not the end of the story. Mm. Uh, fear, death, is sin, it's not the end of the story. That God shows up in the deepest uh, conflict, in our deepest hurt and hopelessness, and the sun comes out, the sun rises, and, and we can face another day with a new future uh, because we have seen the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and he's living. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. Amen to that. Well, um, thank you for those thoughts. Do you want to close us in some prayer? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for our time with you. We thank you for the constant reminder that your spirit is ever near to us. We thank you for the hope that the risen Lord gives to us. We thank you, Lord, even in the midst of our suffering, that you never leave us, you never abandon us, you never forsake us. You don't call us orphans, you call us friends. So we give you thanks today for the hope that we find in you and for the awareness that even the darkness is light to you. So I pray that you would bless us to be a blessing this day and help us to keep our focus on Easter day, on the Easter good news that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed and living within us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank, Thank you for guys. that word.